It's not what you can see that will hurt you. It's what you can't see that will sneak up on you and be the pain in your side. Well, like those no seams, it's it's not until you get home that you find out that your nice stroll on the beach left you with welts on your legs for the next few days. But what are those things that you can't see that are killing your retirement plan? That's coming up right now. Are you ready? It's the On The Money Podcast with Jerry and Nick Royer. Authors, radio show hosts, TV personalities, retirement wealth coaches. On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer starts right now. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the On The Money of Jerry and Nick Royer podcast. We are broadcasting uh, from sea to shining sea right from the Group 10 Financial Studios uh, right here in Central Florida. And this is Nick Royer. I'm alongside my father, Jerry Royer, as always. Hey, Dad. Hey, good morning. How are you? Uh, well, you know, as I kind of mentioned that a little bit, uh, you know, before we got started here uh, about these no seams. Yeah, but I you d- know what? About the no seams that always gets me is you can't see them, but they can sure see you. Oh, yeah. I, and, 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 and that's the thing is you can look down and you see your leg getting... Yeah, but you can't it's, see... It's like, where the heck is this thing, you know? Yeah. I, I actually didn't even have an idea of what a no seam was uh, until... Um, my mother-in-law went to a beach down in Fort Myers and then came back to our house here uh, in Central Florida and said, you know, do you have anything to, to help with the no seams? And I said, what's the heck's a no seam? <laughs> and she tells me what a no seam is. I said, you mean for all those years that I go to the beach and I walk down the beach and then I, it feels like a little burning? She's like, yeah, that's these little no seams that are on the water. Or I guess they're on the beach. I don't know what the heck they are. Um, but that that's what happens. So um, you know, and that's what we're going to talk about is because there are some no seams in your actual financial plan. And and before we do that, you know, don't forget, folks, you can listen to us twenty four seven on our podcast. Uh, if you're listening to this, you found us. And the thing is, is we have um, over eighty podcasts, and you can find it on all the major services like Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify. Just search for "On the Money" of Jerry and Nick Royer, and you can subscribe. And then that way. Anytime that we have a new podcast, your phone, your your smartphone will actually say there's a brand new On the Money of Jerry and Nick Royer podcast, and you can and listen to it free. instantly. And it's free. It's absolutely yeah. free. Uh, and you can also go to our website, our podcast website, which is onthemoneyshow.com. That's onthemoneyshow.com. And again, going back to these no seams, you know, I, you know, I kind of think <laughs> of a doctor, right? I hate going to the doctor. I, I know you don't like going to the doctor. Uh, that's true. I don't like them sticking that Doug or tongue suppressor in, <laughs> but the other end is what I don't like them doing either. You know, oh. <laughs> so I kind of yeah. stay away. You know, it kind of reminds me. Remember that movie Fletch with yeah. Chevy Chase? <laughs> yeah. You know, and he and he's like bending over. What's your and he's name? Like, Bend over. And he's like yeah. Moon River. Yeah. He got the whole fist up there, Doc. Yeah, and so I mean, they have that. They got the little rubber hammer and and the difference. That, but but you know, I get. Here's the thing. It's important for them to monitor that physical health and to do those checks because there might be something wrong that isn't visible. So Yeah, and that's exactly right. You go to a dentist, what's the first thing he do? He probably does an x-ray. I or hate you, those. You go to a doctor, he does a CAT scan or an ultrasound. You know, they do all these procedures for one reason, because you may not be able to see them. And if you can't see them, what you know, you can't see it. It's that word visible, right? Yeah, you got to be visible. What can't what, what can't you see? And when it comes to money, there's a lot of things that you can see wrong 
Yep. But then there's a lot of things that you can't see. Yeah, you can't see what you can't see. And, and there's some, sure. and, and these these are things that should be tested for. If you can't see them, uh, it, it, you know, you, you need to be testing for things just to make sure there isn't something up on the radar screen. So we have a whole list of these can sees and these things that you can't see. So one of the things that you can see, obviously. And how to fix it. Yeah, yeah, and, and the test needed, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. But here's, here's one of the things that you can see. You can see the dollar amount that you saved for retirement. But what you can't see is, is it enough? You can't see that. Mm -mm. You can see the dollar amount, the dollar sign, but I can't see, is that enough? And I think that's the dilemma a lot of people have. Uh, the, the biggest concern for people in retirement is, will I outlive my money? And I think that's a concern because they're not sure of what they saved is enough. So that's why the test that's needed is a retirement income analysis to make sure that your money's going to last until you're 95 or 100 years old with certainty. You want to make sure when these tests come back that, yeah, you have a 90, 95, 100% chance that your money's going to last as long as you do. What you don't want to find out is that because of how you have things set up, that you've got a 30% chance of success. That means you got a 70% chance of failure. That's like I say when we do our classes is that, you know, it's like going out here to the airport and you get on the plane and right as he's taxing out to the end of the runway, he says, it's going to take us two hours and a half from Orlando to Chicago today and we got a 70% chance we'll make it. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, I'd see that. I'd, I'd test out that exit door right yeah. about then. You would hope Juan <laughs> Valdez forgot yeah, the coffee. Yeah, he was right. So. Um, so that's one thing. Here's another can see. You can see where your money's invested. All right. We get statements, right? Mm -hmm. you, can, you can look at those statements. You can say, I got how much in stocks and mutual funds and bonds and maybe annuities and cash. So you see where your money's invested. But what you can't see is how much risk you're taking. And how much risk do you need to take is uh, so very important. So there's a lot of people who have already won the retirement game. Mm -hmm. And that this is what always gets me. Um, they've already won. When we look at it, it's like, wow, you've saved enough. You've got good enough income. You only really need to earn 3 or 4% to make this work and always stay just about even. So why are you in something that can lose you 40%, 50% of your wealth? Mm -hmm. Why are you invested that way? You've already won. Why take on all the risk if that's not necessary? But yet, I'd say 60% of people are. They've won the race. They just don't know it yet. And that's why they need to have a stress test completed. Take their portfolio and load it into a system that will analyze it and check it to make sure what your risk is and does it, does it compare, does it, you know, or match what your risk tolerance is. Mm -hmm. So many people say, gee, I got $2 million out here. They got all their bills paid. They have no debt. And they have no risk, but they're 100% in the market. Why? They, they, they think they have no risk. They'll yeah. actually tell us yeah. that. I have no risk. And then we run a stress test and it comes back that, hold on a second. Uh, you know, when this whole COVID thing happened, I'm pretty sure your portfolio went down 32%. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, oh, I just didn't open up my statement that month. And, <laughs> and, or the next, or, or the month after that. And the thing is, you just got to understand that's what the purpose of the stress test is, is to help you figure out are you taking on too much risk? And are you getting enough returns for the risk that you're taking? Um, and here's another can see. You can see the taxes that you're paying. It's uh, right on your 1040 form. And this bugger gets me. It's are you paying too much That's taxes? That's what we can't see. You know, and so often we're paying these taxes. We go to an accountant or we go to a tax preparer and they say, 
okay, Nick, you got to, you know, you owe this amount of dollars. And you go, oh, gee, okay, well, I got to pay it. There may be a way to fix it or reduce it for Right, sense. because you got to think about when a person does your taxes, they are looking in the rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. All right? They're already looking at what you've run over to see what you run over. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So what you want to do is you want to say, hey, what's out ahead of my car so I can get out of the way? And so you want to kind of have a tax analysis done so that you can be proactive and you can see, are you paying unnecessary taxes that you can do something about now so you don't pay them in the future? But yet so many people, what they can see is what's on their 1040 form, but what they can't see is if they're paying too much in taxes. And a lot of people are paying too much in taxes. And another thing is if you have Medicare and long-term care plans working for you, because as we get older, I got to tell you, you look around at when you go into church or you go into a Walmart or into a Publix, how many people are on walkers mm-hmm. having a time getting around? Do they have preparation? Are they prepared? So I can see if I have a Medicare plan, I can see if I have a long-term care plan, but what I can't see is, is it enough? Mm-hmm. What's the worst case scenario here? And like you're saying, uh, when you see those people on the walkers, did they have Medicare? Did they have you know stuff to pay for that? Or did they have to dig into their own pockets for all the extra stuff? And there's a lot of people, they've gone with a real cheap Medicare solution. And what ends up happening is there's more out of pocket for them. And so that's not good. And then you have some people that their long-term care plan is to move in with the kids if something happens to them. And they, their kids don't even know that that's the plan, but that's the plan. And so that's maybe the worst case scenario there. And long-term care isn't cheap. So what we tell people is the test that's needed is you have to have a medical expense plan run. So you know what is the worst case scenario uh, for my health care generally and what happens if I'm a long-term care situation? Do I have any... Anything in Am place that's going to help me out with that. Yeah. And now, now when you have a financial checkup, I, and I'll ask you this because I know, you know you've been doing this for 55 years. How often should somebody have, if you've done a rock-solid plan, even if you've created a great plan, how often should you check up on that plan? Once a year, every year. It's a must. And you look at it this way, when you get an anniversary statement, if it comes once a year, get a checkup. See if you're on target, because guess what? Things change. Look at it last year. If this was August last year, what would happen? We didn't have COVID-19 to experience. Mm -hmm. Now we've got a lot of things out there that are new to us. Yeah. And, and, And so just like a doctor, you know, you keep going back to the doctor because, well, there might be something that pops up and... If you get it get caught soon, that's a good thing. Now, and then, and then when you do these checkups, another question that we get a lot from people is, well, aren't all financial professionals, you know, specializing in retirement planning? Because, I mean, they're building up money for retirement at some point in the future. So don't they all specialize in retirement? And the easy answer to that is no. No, most of them don't specialize. They specialize in maybe accumulation, mm-hmm. building up the wealth, helping you buy stocks or mutual funds, but not on how to take that wealth and help it last as long as you do. And it's just like if you have a heart issue, you don't go to the general doctor who's down the street. You go to a specialist. And anyone over the age of 55 should really start working with a retirement wealth specialist. Uh, someone who has a legal duty to do what's in your best interest. And that term fiduciary, I think, gets thrown around a lot um, whenever this topic comes up. 
Yeah, you know. and there's an advertisement that runs. There's a, a firm here in uh, in our city that comes on that to, uh, you can only work with that firm to make sure that you've got a, fid- a fiduciary. That is so misleading. How can they even save that and get away with it? Because there's a lot of people that can't be fiduciary, but it's not like it's one firm and this one firm only. Right, only right, yeah. And, that, and that's what you're saying is here's this firm making it out to sound like they are the only, only one in the fiduciaries planet. in the entire world. And if you hear and that, that is misleading. You're absolutely that, wrong. Yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely w. right. They are wrong in positioning it as we are the only fiduciaries. You know, and, and, and again, this term has gotten thrown around a lot. It's abused. I've even seen yeah. people call themselves, I am a I am a certified fiduciary advisor. I don't even know what that means. That sounds like a certification maybe that was just made up. Here's the bottom line, okay? <laughs> you want to work with somebody who is legally has to work in your best interest. That's mm-hmm. the bottom line. They're working for you, not for some company. They're, they're helping you create a plan. They're not trying to pedal and push some product. You want someone who's going to act as your own CFO, your own chief financial officer, who's looking out for your best interest. That and is somebody that line. you can sit down eyeball to eyeball at the table across from and say, I really like working with this or person. Or virtually on Zoom, right? Or something like that. <laughs> because these days, we've had to definitely change things. We have clients in numerous states. So over the last eight to nine years, we've done meetings virtually. So when all this happened, it was not a change for us. No. It's something that we normally do as part of our plan. Nick Royer here. Sorry to interrupt, but we'll be getting right back to the podcast in just a second. I wanted to tell you about something that we've put together that can really help you figure out if you are on track for a solid retirement or not. It's our On The Money 35-point retirement checklist. If you're like most of our clients, well, you want to retire with confidence knowing that you won't make any mistakes that could derail your retirement plans. But how do you do that? Most people aren't 100% sure that they even have all the right pieces in the right place in their financial puzzle. But this checklist can help you get on track. Here's how it works. You get the checklist, which we send directly to your mailbox for free. There's no cost at all. We print it, we put the stamp on it, and we even mail it to you. Then you spend about 10 minutes checking off as many of those 35 boxes that you can. Your goal is to check mark off all 35 boxes. If you can, then you are on track. If not, well, then you'll know exactly what you're missing and what needs to be fixed so that you don't have to hit a potential retirement landmine. So take our checklist challenge. It's free. And all you have to do is text the word checklist to 31996. That's it. All you have to do is text the word checklist, C-H-E-C-K-L-I-S-T, checklist, to 31996. And the checklist will show up in your mailbox in a matter of a few short days. Good luck and may the odds ever be in your favor. Now back to the show. So this year, you know, I, I think it seems like a lot of stuff is just out of our control. And, and what I end up wondering is I wonder what else is out of our control when we retire? And is there anything that we can do about it? So here's some things I thought about that we just can't control. We can't control the stock market. A lot of people think they can, but you can't. <laughs> There's too many people investing in it. You, you know, the stock market cannot be controlled, but what you can do is create a plan that can work and be efficient in both good and sour market. Another thing is, how about future inflation? We can't control future inflation. Yeah. But you what we can... Create, yeah, but you can create an income plan 
that will increase as time goes by to offset for it. Mm -hmm. Now, we can't control the government and taxes, right? It'd be nice if we could. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we can vote. That's what they always say is use your power to vote. The thing is, though, once they're there, I can't control them. We can voice our opinion, but that falls on deaf ears a lot of times. And you have to plan but and assume that taxes are going to go up and plan for that to happen. And just like we plan on higher taxes, we also plan on less income coming from the government. And by that means is we can't control the future of Social Security. But what we can do is plan assuming that Social Security will not be able to pay us at the same level that it does right now in the future. Yeah, just think about it. we got 20, 30 million people out of work that are not paying into Social Security. What's that tell us? It should be telling us that probably Social Security is going to come down sooner than it's going to increase. Well, and then that happens, you know, Social Security might stay the same. People might say, well, I've gotten increases from Social Security. Yeah, but I bet your Medicare premiums have gone up too. Right. And so there's usually it's like the government giveth, the government taketh away. And you have this uh, you, you, you need to look at your Medicare to see, do I have a solid Medicare plan in place? You know, the things I can't control is my health. You know, I can do a good job of exercising and stuff, but there's going to be things I can't control. Um, you know, so you, what are those medical expenses that, that you can build plans for and have rainy day funds for? Uh, because we can't really control what the government does with Medicare. So we want to have a solid Medicare plan. Uh, we can't control what happens to our health, so we need to have a solid long-term care plan. And then another thing we can't control is infl- is interest rates. You said inflation, but we can't control interest rates either. Yeah, and the thing is, is offset for inflation, so many people are at 100% of their dollars in bonds thinking that they're sound and they're safe. And i got to tell you, we may experience where if interest rates nudge up, those bonds may go up. Well, it doesn't take much for it to nudge up because they, they sliced t- and diced them all the way down. And, you know, the, the, in this yep. year, uh, interest rates were cut. Well, there's only a matter of time before that goes up. So, and, and here's another question that we get a lot is what does a solid financial checkup look like then anyway, right? It shouldn't be like going to the doctor and bending over like you say, and where's that fist? You know, <laughs> oh, jeez. Right? It, it, <laughs> is this going to get censored? <laughs> you, you should experience it without any pain. Yeah, right? you, you don't want to. And what we say is we want uh, the, the, the financial checkup should be an experience. It mm-hmm. should be something that, you know, kind of like when should you go to those famous. luxury stores in the mall, and they walk in, and it's an experience when you walk in there. That's what that's that's what you should have is an experience, a retirement experience, not a man. My retirement plan's a pain in the butt, right? You yeah, don't it's want like that. going to Neiman Marcus and getting those wonderful chocolate chip cookies. They're out of business. Oh uh, yeah, I know, right? right. So that's uh, their experience. Maybe it was a little too high priced, but that so it should follow us a process. You know, a financial check uh, a checkup should first have an evaluation where you're looking over your goals and your concerns, your wish list. What keeps you up at night? You know, what have you done so far to create your plan? What, what kind of written plan has your current advisor put together for you? Uh, that's going to be some interesting things that you need to do. What are the red flags? What are the red, the, the landmines that could derail you? Are you at risk of running out of money during retirement? What happens if there's a market crash? So these are all questions that should be addressed during an initial evaluation. So if you're asking, what is this financial checkup? What should a financial checkup look like? You got to find out who that person is first. Just like if you go to a doctor, you walk in, they're going to find out about you. They're not just going to diagnose you and say, hey, you walked in and you look a little high strung, so I'm going to give you Ridlin. Well, hold on. You didn't even ask me my name yet, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. You've got to have a checklist. Just like, uh, you know, I was talking uh, Nick uh, yesterday. My wife went to the doctor and new patients came in. They gave him about eight pages that they had to complete. And this guy's sitting there and he's going, my gosh, I'm just in here to get a tooth filled. No, <laughs> they got to check everything. They wanted to know all the situation huh? so they can really fix it. They evaluate it. Yeah, exactly. So evaluation is always the first. Now, once you evaluate, if you go to a doctor and they evaluate you, the next thing they're going to do is come up with a diagnosis. And we do the same thing. A second step is once you have the evaluation done, you get your diagnosis done, your strategy. Let's find out and let's co-design a solution. Let's identify where you are and co-design a solution. And the key right there is co-design. Right. right? Work side by side with you to mm -hmm. help you get that plan. Now, once you do that, you got to implement that strategy, right? Just like you do anything. You can't just say, well, diagnose me, doc. Well, I think that the treatment should be this, this, and this. Okay, cool. I'm going to go home. I'm going to open up my mouth. I'm going to do it myself in the mirror, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't do that. And so you shouldn't. You should create a plan and then implement that plan. And then once that plan is done, like you were saying earlier, you've got to review that plan at least once a year to make sure that it's constantly monitored, all right, and updated. And so that's the big question that we get a lot um, is, is, you know, what do we do here with, you know, this financial checkup? And, um, and another thing, I, pr I, I would venture to say that the, the second big question that we get is, am I ready to retire? Or, you know, maybe they're already retired, and, and, you're, and the big question is, can I stay that way? And so, uh, you know, early, earlier this year, we put together our on-the-money retirement checklist to really help people figure that out. Uh, the checklist has about five key areas, and there's about seven questions in each of these key areas. That makes up 35 questions. And it, it, the whole goal is you want to be able to checkmark every single one of those boxes. If you can check mark all 35 boxes, you know you're on track. But I would venture to say that about 50% of the time people are looking through that and they're saying, man, I can't check mark, you know, half of these boxes. Well, then now that gives you some ideas on what you need to work on. Where you're deficient. Where you're deficient. Yep. Uh, you know, so you can, you can fix that. So here's how you get that checklist. All you have to do is text the word checklist to 31996. So just, just text the word checklist to 31996 and we will mail direct to your door this 35 point questionnaire for you to take and you know as we're kind of wrapping up here i think these are some really good things uh you know what we're talking about here with these things that you can see and things that you can't see and this is definitely something i think that people should listen back to um mm. to find out what you can see and what you can't see and what the plan and the, the course of action should be for all of those things that you can't see and, and folks, you can always go back to any of these podcasts, listen to them, share them. OnTheMoneyShow.com is the website, OnTheMoneyShow.com, where you can see all of our podcasts, free downloads, and a whole slew of other information. Uh, and feel free, again, to share this with your friends and family. And until then, I want to thank you for your time, this time, until next time. So long, everyone. You've been listening to the On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer podcast. Catch new episodes every week to discover the latest retirement strategies and tips for retiring well from Jerry and Nick. To subscribe to the podcast, head to onthemoneyshow.com. That's onthemoneyshow.com. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Group 10 Financial and Brookstone Capital Management are independent of each other.